Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is Jeff Forrest, your host of Own Your Money, which is an inspirational, illuminating, and insightful internet talk radio show created by that diva herself, Sarah Troy. This week, we are definitely blessed and privileged and honored to have a new diva. In fact, the diva, let's take that D-I-V-A, that is someone who is a dreamer, that is someone who inspires, someone who has a visionary, and someone who aspires to help the world. Well, today, we have Jenny Moltz-Weinecke, who is the executive director and founder of Along Comes Hope. About maybe three weeks ago, I had the chance to have a nice lunch with Jenny, and we hit it off immediately. I thought perhaps we might go an hour and 15 minutes, maybe an hour and a half. Three hours later, we decided we both needed to leave the lunch and take care of other things. But again, I was moved by what Jenny has to say, what she has to do. And so welcome, Jenny. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate you having me here. I'm very grateful to be here as well. Well, thank you. Yeah, And I have a handful of questions. We're just going to go through a conversational scripting, if you would. But well, what exactly does Along Comes Hope do? Along Comes Hope is a 501c3 nonprofit that helps families of children with cancer. So our, we are actually have a threefold goal where we help with financial relief and assistance when their child has to travel for treatment, mm-hmm. as well as provide creative emotional support programs and community educational awareness, as well as family educational information. Excellent. Now, now what caused you originally to start this nonprofit organization? About eight years ago, I had my own cancer journey, and it was actually quite traumatic. Uh, At that point, I was told I had a year to live, perhaps maybe three. Um, And that was unacceptable to me. I had a four-year-old little boy at the time, Mm -hmm. and I'm a single mom. And um, knowing that survival was being pulled from the table didn't seem like a good plan. So um, my background in pharmaceuticals, I was a regional manager for 14 years. Mm-hmm. I knew that second opinions, third opinions, get the opinions that until the truth speaks to you. Mm-hmm. So I was inspired to then continue to reach out to find um, a treatment uh, team that would speak the words of hope and potential survival for me. But that was not in California. Mm-hmm. So for me to survive, I had to travel to Houston MD Anderson Cancer Center for a year. That was not convenient mm-hmm. at all. Um, but I had a good job. I have amazing people in my life that were supportive and stepped up to allow that to happen and help take care of my son. And survival had to be the first goal, obviously. When I came back to work um, after a year of being in treatment and going back into management and pharmaceuticals, um, I was very blessed with the job I have. I, I had amazing you know, uh, benefits mm-hmm. as well as income, so I was able to travel. But I knew that everybody doesn't have that ability. While I was there, um, I spent a lot of time in the hospital. In my room and uh, part of my recovery area also overlooked the children's hospital. Mm-hmm. Two huge stories. Um, towers mm-hmm. glowing at night with windows alight of children inside those. And that broke my heart. Wow. I knew how scared I was um, and how uncertain certain things are with prognosis mm-hmm. and tests and the pain, physical pain, and fatigue, uh, that just seeing those windows glowing mm-hmm. at night and knowing there were kids in there and kids in there sometimes alone because their parents couldn't afford to travel mm-hmm. with them, that killed me. And I knew that there was something I wanted to do about that. 
And that's mm-hmm. where the inspiration for Along mm-hmm. Comes Hope came to, is that as an adult, I went through it, and I don't want to have any children have to go through this and their families bear this pain, especially if they can't afford to travel to survive. Excellent. And I really appreciate your mindset uh, to go ahead and seek the truth and get the second and the third opinions. And if not for that, you might have believed what the doctors originally shared, that you only had one to three years of living. We wouldn't be sitting here right now. No, we wouldn't. No, and I, I love, again, your mission, uh, what you're doing. And uh, Now, let me ask this question. When you originally uh, formed your 501c3 organization, uh, tell, tell me a little bit about that process and what you learned through that and what was maybe one unexpected outcome, one thing you learned. <laughs> One of the things I learned is that uh, time is relative when it comes to things being approved when it comes to the government. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so coming from the corporate world and mm-hmm. going into the nonprofit world is an absolute converse swing. Um, but it's a good eye-opener. And it's a good eye-opener in the fact that you really need a lot more people behind you than you realize in the, in the beginning and the setup phase. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started... Like when I was sick, mm-hmm. reaching for my village. Mm-hmm. Um, asking is not one of my strengths. Okay. So I've always been a doer. Mm-hmm. And when I got sick, learning to allow people to give to me and to be a part of that, I realized was a gift to them as well. So when I started this nonprofit, people started kind of coming out of the woodworks as I was talking to them and, and offering assistance in certain ways. Um, it took a while for that to happen because I had to be talking about it a little bit more mm-hmm. and kind of hinting that I needed help. I mm-hmm. did need help. I really didn't know where to start with all of it. It's very big. It's um, my saying of how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Mm-hmm. This was eating an elephant, yes. So, no. In fact, uh, one of the things I did before our lunch, I did a little due diligence to make certain that you indeed were real and that you were <laughs> live and not just... Uh, uh, say a facade, but uh, I saw I say the uh, certification from the government. I say that you were indeed our five hundred one c three organization. But uh, but uh, what I really saw was a, a woman on the mission, and uh, through all of my research, and that again uh, moved me. And you talk about people coming out of the woodwork. I guess you know my last name Forrest. Uh, I, I came out of the woodwork then, <laughs> you know, but uh, uh, again I just uh, approached you and said, hey, I, I think I might be able to help. And I think when you uh, uh, use the term uh, your village. Not only did you reach out to people you know, but you put out to the universe and to God and said, hey, who else needs to know about Alonkham's Hope? And so, how about this Jeff Forrest guy? And uh, so, no, I appreciate the time we had, and I appreciate the time I say today. But let me ask you this question. Let's suppose for a moment that it's September 26, 2017, exactly three years from today. If you were to look back, Jenny, over the last three years of your life, what has to have happened to a long comes hope in order for you to feel happy with your progress? That village needs to actually expand. Um, And expand by others reaching out to others and recruiting to take part in our mission. Uh, We need more, more financial support. We need more infrastructure to accommodate all the children that there are out there that have cancer. Um, Sadly enough, there are too many children that have cancer. There are too many families that are suffering with this horrid disease and the uncertain outcomes. Um, One of the best things that could happen in the next three years is that we get additional legislative funding for the National Institute of Health that Mm -hmm. we can 
start research and get better drugs and better cures for survivability. Yeah, now, now you just hit upon um, a point. You talk about better drugs. One thing you shared with me during our lunch was that right now a lot of the oncologists are actually giving the kids the same medications uh, that they are to the adults, Correct. the same treatments. What, what effect is that having on the kids? It's detrimental. Um, there are no pediatric indications for many of the oncology drugs. So, in essence, most of them are being used off-label. Um, and they're, for example, if a child has kidney cancer, an adult has kidney cancer, they're giving them the same drug, and the toxicity level that is blasting their little mm -hmm. tiny bodies is too much for them. Um, they're not being body-specific, genetic-specific. They're being cancer-specific, mm -hmm. and that doesn't account for a child. So the long-term effects, if the child survives the toxicity of the cancer treatment, of the chemotherapy, the secondary effects of blindness, uh, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, deafness, uh, constant migraines, debilitating migraines. Mm. Um, a young adult childhood cancer can, I'm sorry, childhood cancer can then proliferate into young adult cancers, mm -hmm. secondary cancers. So they have a lifetime of um, difficulties ahead of them, even seizures as well. Mm. Yeah, see, that was a part that was uh, not known to me because uh, I'm definitely blessed. I've got three beautiful daughters and four grandchildren. And, and myself, uh, personally, I haven't had any childhood uh, cancer, not, not on wood. Uh, we've had, again, uh, tons and tons of uh, adult friends, I say, go through it like yourself. And uh, I know that uh, this week, uh, you just got back from Washington, D.C. I you're did. A little bit, uh, maybe jet lag, but uh, your energy level is super high. Uh, tell us about CureFest. Uh, what is it? What happened? And how did Along Come Hope play in that role? It was powerful. Um, CureFest is actually was the biggest event that has brought together all of the childhood cancer um, organizations, it, it, this amount of of organizations together. It's the biggest one that's taken place so far in, in our history. Mm -hmm. uh, September is National Cancer Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. However, there's not enough noise about it. There's not enough awareness. There's not enough people that really realize the impact of what childhood cancer means. Mm -hmm. CureFest, part of that, part of our mission was to raise the noise, raise awareness. Mm -hmm. And the purpose of that is to raise funding. Okay. Um, like I had stated mm -hmm. about the National Institute of Health, only 3.8% of that budget goes towards child cancer research. The rest, there's 68% that goes to adult cancer research. Wow. So you've got new drugs being developed for the adult cancer population, but not the pediatric cancer population. Mm -hmm. So another purpose of CureFest was not only to bring us together and increase awareness and increase Congress and mm -hmm. Senate's awareness by being in the nation's capital, right on the National Mall, mm -hmm. um, and holding a vigil at the White House and being at National Stadium for a welcome committee. It was a two-day event. It's an event that will stay with me forever. Mm -hmm. um, but it was also to celebrate the heroes that didn't make their journey mm -hmm. and to honor them. And it's also to celebrate all these little warriors that are still going through it and their families and bring together like with like. Um, but the most important thing for next year is to bring together like with unlike those mm. that have not been touched by cancer and that God help them. If, I don't want people to become aware because it's now landed in their lap. Mm -hmm. 
So I became a part of um, the planning committee with CureFest about six months ago and working with uh, probably about a planning team of a 10 to 12 of us mm-hmm. on a consistent weekly basis. Um, I was part of the marketing and promotions committee and honored to be on the planning committee of this. Um, and along comes hope we had a great booth set up there, but probably the most honored role that I was able to provide was um, in the opening ceremonies at the National Mall, we had all the little survivors came up on stage to honor them with a medal, a hero medal, mm-hmm. as well as each one of them got Hope the Bear, which is uh, unique to our brand. Mm-hmm. It's a customized plush bear that um, has a voice recorder inside of it, so each child can have their own personal recorded message. And then after that, we walked the uh, 5K with all those little kids around us that had their purple backpacks on with their bear hanging out, and it was just it was powerful it was moving holding their parents hands and it was like god just can't imagine that happening in my family with my child yeah no and that um touches my heart when i was able to look at some of your pictures uh, that you shared and uh, to see the smile on their warriors faces and the uh, part that i think is is really uh important for everyone listening to this to grab onto Virginia mentioned that next year, instead of just having like this year, having like to like, but next year having like with unlike, there are a ton of people who have the capacity to give. And they would give and they would open up their pocketbooks and their purses and their bank accounts and to support if they only knew about Along Comes Hope. So that's one of the key reasons I, I wanted to interview so I, I can spread the word, you can spread the word. And in terms of funding, you mentioned funding now a handful of times. Yes. Right before we turned on the tape recorder, I mentioned that a plant, if it's not fed, will die. If you don't give it water, you don't give it fertilizer, it will die. The same is true with Longcomb's Hope, or for that matter, any nonprofit organization. Without a fuel source, it runs out of fuel and it ceases to exist. My goal and I know yours is too, Jenny, is to help spread the word, uh, not only to people who are aware of childhood cancer, but those who are not. So let's talk about money for a moment. And you shared with me that you just launched yesterday at 5 o'clock an Indiegogo campaign. Tell me about that, and I want you to make certain that you give us the website address for our listeners. Okay. Well, I'm actually incredibly excited that I finally got to push the launch button on that. It's a project... Uh, The Indiegogo campaign is a project that I've been working on for several months, creating a video as well as the background information, but also, most importantly, is getting getting the whole emotional support program together for what this is about. So the the campaign really revolves around providing an emotional support program for these little cancer warriors and big cancer warriors. it's called Mission Courage, and it's, we will create different emotional support programs as we go along in our years of involvement by identifying needs. But part of the journey when a, a child is going through treatment is to sustain them and to sustain their spirit mm-hmm. and their mental fortitude. Uh, you have days that you are just beat down, and you're not really sure how to get back up. Mm-hmm. Um, the one good thing about your Hope Cup is that when you wake up tomorrow, you usually find it filled if you look for it to be filled. Mm -hmm. So Mission Courage um, is a crowdfunding campaign that we're doing on Indiegogo, which is a crowdfunding platform. Mm -hmm. 
competitive to Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. The address for that specific campaign is igg.me forward slash the word at at forward slash mission courage. If you get confused on that, you can actually just go to Indiegogo and type in the search bar, Along Comes Hope, and you will find our campaign right there. Um, that campaign is running up until November 4th. Okay. And we really hope to make great impact. What it's about is we'll be traveling around to hospitals all over the nation to provide the Hope Bear, mm -hmm. I should say Hope the Bear, mm -hmm. as well as part of Mission Courage is also restorative art program art therapy session so not only will the kids be um, creating what hope looks like to them and sounds like mm -hmm. they'll be uh, experimenting with colors mm -hmm. what brings out that emotion of peace and solitude and mm -hmm. inspiration so it's a lot like play therapy mm -hmm. then it allows them a piece that they can hang on their wall as well as we'll be photographing those and creating greeting cards for them if they want to keep it as a keepsake, and then maybe their family sends them out as note cards for friends and family. Um, but at the end of that, they also each get their own personal hope bear, and they can have whoever they want record a sweet, inspirational message in it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Now, and I'm excited because I know that, again, it's just starting right now. And, again, that website, if you want to write it down this time, igg.me forward slash at forward slash mission courage. I encourage you right now to go to that website after you listen to the show. Make a contribution. Make a donation. We have between now and November 4th to help Jenny and Along Comes Hope finish her campaign. She has a goal of raising $100,000, and I know that she can do it. And when we get enough word out there and we spread the good news. Depending on the... Um the goal that we attain, 100000 will allow us to reach about 20 to 25 hospitals. Okay. We anticipate each hospital is going to be three to $5,000. So every dollar over $100,000 allows us to impact more children around the country. There are about 200, all, all over the nation, 200 uh, pediatric cancer hospitals. Okay. Wouldn't it be awesome if we could hit them all? Wow. But even first... Uh pass out of the gate. If you can hit 20 to 25, that's over uh, That's over 10% of the entire hospital just with your uh, campaign from right now. That's right. That's significant. No, that's beautiful. And again, uh, at the end, if you want to go to our uh, page on Own Your Money, we'll have the links there and uh, hook up to make donations. And again, all the donations are 100% income tax deductible certified by the IRS. Let's continue to talk about money. Because it's one thing, Jenny, right now to have our listeners or any of your donors or anybody with a big heart uh, to make a donation, be it a credit card or write a check or a green cash or anything else. That's a right now contribution. Many groups that I've worked with in the past have had a planned giving focus or at least an awareness. And even having an awareness would allow people to give in areas that they didn't even think about. So for a moment, I would like to go through maybe seven different planned giving steps that people could take to go beyond just cutting a check. And the first one 
Super, super simple. I don't know if you knew this, Jenny, but you can take your life insurance policy right now, change the beneficiary, and make a long comes hope as a 10% beneficiary during existing life insurance. Did you know that? No, that's awesome. And that seems very simple. Yeah, and, 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 and then one of the things that I want to do on mine, I, will, I have a, a portion of 10% going. I need to change that 10% portion on mine to include a long comes hope. A second one, speaking of life insurance, is that you can actually take out a life insurance policy, name a long comes hope as the full irrevocable beneficiary, and deduct the entire premium contributions as a tax deduction. And ACH, or in this case, Long Comes Hope, can be actually the owner and beneficiary. And this way, when you do die, you actually go out a winner. Did, did, <laughs> did you know that, Jenny? You can I do had that. no idea. Actually, my eyes lit up on that one. That's a great one. <laughs> yeah, and it's a way to expand it because why, why not do that? If you can give, say, $200 per month, and that 200 depending again on how old you are, would actually provide a death benefit that would be guaranteed to go to Long Comes Hope for $100,000. Wow. That would, I'd rather have her get $100,000 and, and, and get to more hospitals even still. Let's go to a third one. When I do some estate planning, it's easy at that time for me to bring up the idea to give to nonprofits, charitable, educational uh, institutions, if the entire family dies. In the will and or trust, it's easy enough to specify, I want 10% of my estate to go to Long Comes Hope. I had a client just yesterday send me an updated schedule, and he has four nonprofit organizations that he's giving 4% to. I'm going to contact him, and I'd like to have five. So I'm going to introduce you, in fact, I will, Jenny, introduce you to Don and Mary Lou when they come into town, because I want you to be a fifth person on their list in this capacity as a plan giving. Perfect. I've been a fifth wheel before. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Then, uh, now, a fourth one. If you go to any type of a big performing arts center, like in our town, we have the Christopher Cohan Performing Arts Center at Cal Poly, and you look on the wall, you'll see brass plaques about donors or institutions who have given, you'll see family foundations. Now, family foundations, if anybody's listening to this, if you know a family foundation, you are the director of family foundation, or your family has one, it's easy enough because every year you must give 5% of what is in your foundation bucket. You must give it to a worthwhile organization. That would be an excellent way for you to help along comes help. Question, Jenny, have you had a family foundation yet give to Long Comes Hope? I have not. Did you hear that? She has not. You <laughs> could be on. the first one. Bring your wings. All right. So, no, that would be number four. Number five, some of you may have a large IRA account, and you're concerned about the taxation on that. Well, one way to get rid of the taxes is to give it away. <laughs> give your entire IRA away to Long Comes Hope. Some of you might have been, and Jenny's raising her hand. She has this huge smile. She goes, yes, yes, you can give your entire IRA. They'll take it. But there's special provisions of the tax code for you to receive a deduction and never have to pay any taxes at all. And for some of you who are listening who are financially blessed, it could be that your IRA is taxed at a 75% rate. That's right. If your net wealth, if your single is more than 5.36 million, 
or if you're married and it's worth more than $10.6 million. And if your IRA is on top of that, you'll pay not only estate taxes of 40%, you'll pay income taxes of 50% of the remaining. It comes out to 70 to 75% tax. That would be a beautiful thing to say, hey, I'd rather direct my social capital and help the kids who are with Along Comes Hope and who want and need the emotional support that Jenny's talking about. Have you ever heard, Jenny, of a term called CRUT, C-R-U-T? No. Well, a CRUT stands for a Charitable Remainder Unit Trust. Let's take somebody who might have a piece of raw land that they, either they inherited years ago or they bought years ago. And one of the key reasons they don't want to sell it is they're concerned about the capital gains tax that they would have to pay. But yet, if they have five acres on the edge of town, and all of a sudden it's appreciated in property or in price because of town is creeping in upon their property, they can actually reach and grab that property, put it into their own charitable remainder unit trust, sell that property and pay no capital gains tax, number one. Number two... Just the act of picking up that property and putting it into that crutch, their own crutch, gives them a large income tax deduction. Number three, they now can turn the income on. They get an income for the rest of their life, for their spouse's life. And the fourth part, you'll like this, Jenny, along comes hope gets whatever remains. So would you like people that maybe think about setting up a crutch to help along comes hope and themselves? I think that might be fabulous. <laughs> All right. There's two more. There's two more. One... Again, this gets into the area uh, for our financially blessed group. If you happen to have a net wealth of, say, $20 million, and even if you have a living trust with the language, the AB language, you can shelter $10.6 million and give that away to your family for free without estate taxes. However, the part above the 10.6, in this case, call it $10 million, will be subject to estate tax, subject at about a 40% rate, so $4 million dollars will go on a one-way trip to the Philadelphia Food Stamp Program or whatever program the government, say, determines fit. If some of our listeners or your donors or people that you know would make a simple change to their estate plan and put in a CLAT, C-L-A-T, which stands for a Charitable Lead Annuity Trust, you could take that $10 million and put it into a CLAT trust, step one. Step two, turn an income stream on to a long comes hope for 10, 12, 14 years, then the remainder of that property goes back to your family 100% estate tax-free. Now, how would you like to have somebody do a clap for you? I am all smiles over here. <laughs> and she is. Now, and so what happens is the reason we went through the planned giving conversations is that many of you might be cash flow crunched, but you're property rich. Or you want to give more, but you don't know exactly how you can give more. We just wanted to, again, touch upon a handful of ways from maybe the most simple to maybe the most complex on how you can give. If you have a specific questions about giving and whether it's right for you or how to give, I would encourage you to contact me. You can go to my website on Own Your Money and contact me. And also, even though this might take away from Jenny, you might say, Jeff, I don't know, Jenny. I don't know Along Comes Hope. I might want to give them something, but not everything. Jenny, would you take something versus everything? Of course. There's enough to go around to everybody. <laughs> yeah, and, and again, as I shared again, my one client, Don and Mary Lou, who have four 
lovely institutions they're helping right now at their at their passing. I'd like them to have a fifth. It's great to be a great giver. Now, one of the things you talked about, Jenny, earlier, you said that you had a challenge in being a great receiver. Are you ready to receive right now gifts from whether it be their listeners or people who we might share this thing with? Was my arms wide open? <laughs> right. All right. Now we're almost at the, the top of the half hour, Jenny. So, uh, what last comments would you like to share that I think would be important as we cap this off? Probably one of the most important things is to know that cancer is not a planned event. That when you hear those words, it goes dark. It's like somebody stopped the world. Everything pauses. Everything goes dark. And panic sets in. And when you hear that of your child, you are now in emergency and crisis mode. I hope people don't need me, but I know they do. And my goal is to make sure that we are planned and prepared for, this, for the crises that are going to be continuing to come to our door. And that we want to be able to put out the fires with them and for them. So with, our, with additional support, we can help that. We can be the planned event uh, when you hear those absolutely dreaded words. Well said. Perfect. Jenny, thank you so much. Thank I say you for your so time. Much. And yes. we're going to do a big work together. This is Jeff Forrest signing off on Own Your Money. <laughs>